Hello, everybody. Welcome in. I am, of course, Mr. Merck of the Beard of Truth, Jason Lyon. Thank you guys so much for being here. So excited for the conversation we're about to have tonight. I am, as I said, <laughs> I am, of course, Mr. Merck of the Beard of Truth, and you guys are all amazing, beautiful people, and I am so excited for tonight's conversation. We're going to be talking a little bit about what's going on in Afghanistan, and I'm going to be pontificating and giving you guys an uh, oversimplification view on what's going on, and uh, we'll talk about some of the stuff that uh, I, I think is incredibly important, but um, something that's really uh, important for me to discuss and, and from my travels um, in the country, uh, being a veteran, um, going through the VA, um, talking with other veterans, both those who have been deployed and those who have not, um, of understanding kind of the bigger picture when it comes to the individual. Um, so we'll be talking a little bit about mental health and stuff like that as well tonight. I'm excited for it. Um, this is really personal for me. As some of you guys know me a little more on the personal side, right? Um, mental health is a huge topic for me. This is something that I've I've been. Let me turn that down a little bit. Get some of that whitewash out. Um, this is something that I've been incredibly motivated to to take action on. Um, as somebody who has mental health <laughs> as we all do um i i definitely need to make sure that i'm keeping in check with my own but i also have um sadly lost a lot of great amazing people um to suicide and and to recklessness because of of poor uh, handling of their own mental health and so this is incredibly important and katie porch gordon just says mental health therapist here katie thank you so much you are going to be pivotal for this um thank you so much um so we are going to be talking a little bit about Afghanistan and everything else. But before we get into the big topic, I, of course, have to open up the way that I always do. Um, of course, if this is your first time here or your thousandth time, thank you and welcome in. I am your neighborhood-friendly libertarian talking about politics and social issue one liberty at a time. And I have to big give a huge thank you to both Matt Wright and Spike Cohen for being the gods at Muddy Waters of Freedom and to allowing me a platform to reach out to you guys every Monday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Freedom Time um, where I can I can spread my voice and, and talk to you guys about what's going on. Pure mental health provider here from T. Marie Liberty. Beautiful mental health Oh, yep. So we covered that one. So we've got some people here who love this, um, who are passionate about this, who advocate for change, advocate for checkups, advocate for trying to keep people together, keep people whole. And and certainly I feel like this is one of the most missed topics whenever we talk about war, whenever we talk about um, how actions are being taken right we always have we always have the republicans saying we just need to strong arm everybody into doing what we need them to do right when it comes to afghanistan right um i i had a conversation with somebody just yesterday um where as long as there's quote-unquote hitler out there we need to stay there we need to to beat down hitler and we need to keep fighting and and so that's that mindset of we just have to finish things we have to stop things we have to be the police we have to stop this and it ignores 
the people that are doing this stopping. It ignores um, the families of, of innocent civilians in those areas that are being policed. The, it ignores the mental health of everybody involved. Um, and of course, you've got Democrats out there that have been <laughs> incredibly wishy-washy on this. Um, but it's... Yes, absolutely. Um, it's we look at Democrats who have been incredibly wishy-washy and this has not been something where we've seen them be so staunch, right? Democrats of old were fantastic because they were anti-war. Republicans of old were fantastic because they were anti-war. But when they come into power, they, they rarely hold that position. And it was when it comes to Afghanistan, I was incredibly shocked to see that we were actually pulling out. This was something that, um, I believe I spoke about it on an episode here. Um, if not, it was on an interview, but it, but it's always that pawn that's like, yeah, we could pull these troops out. We could pull these troops out, and they never do. Um, they always they always talk about it, right? It's always the bargaining chip. We can always give shade to the other party because they stopped us from pulling our pawns out, and it's always been a political ploy. Um, and and so I'm excited to see Joe Biden do this. Um, I think that it was. From what we see from a lot of Joe Biden, there's a lot of missteps that happen. And and certainly there was one. Just doing a blanketed pullout, no no conditions, right? This is this is something that oversimplifies the position there in Afghanistan. I would be remiss if we were not to talk about, you know, different justifications or different reasons why the military is there. I don't agree with them. But there are are positions that are important there, such as geopolitical war with fighting with other potential world powers, such as Russia and China, um, economic war going on there with, jeez, um, oh, I'm, I'm terrible at remembering the name of it. Um, but the the potential pipeline going from the Middle East all the way into Europe, or coming down from Russia and and bypassing this, right? There's a there's a lot of things when it comes to the petrodollar. There's a lot of things when it comes to um to 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 the oil fields. There's a lot of things that comes with the within the medical field. There's a, a, so many different um, topics um, that are being handled in the Middle East, and certainly having our troops there is is something there. Um, oh, ooh, Jacob Blaze, dear Democrats, your silence is violence. Ouch. So, but I'm not. I am not of the mind that pulling out. Um, is the worst thing that could have happened, right? I think that the worst thing that could have happened is we could have been another 20 years there because we did spend 20 years in Afghanistan, right? September 11, 2001 was the initiating event. We wanted to go in and we wanted to take down bin Laden, somebody who we knew upon getting into Afghanistan, he was not in Afghanistan. He was in Pakistan hiding out in his hideout. We, we've we known that he wasn't there. Um, we heard from, from Cheney that... Well, we just kind of got to stick it out in the area. We got to find things until we find Bin Laden. Five years later, we get Bin Laden. So 15 years later, we finally decide eh, it's time to pull out. And and so we have that movement. Um, is it is it great? No. Is it great the way that it happened? No. Um, is it a better move? I would say so pulling out is not the preferred medical method i love i love your guys's comments i i I, just a side note right i am the only one here who does like a solo show who who i i need that co-host and you guys 
here if i can shape my hand the proper way there we go you guys are the co-host and i love you guys for that if you guys are listening later on a podcast of course thank you so much for checking out the podcast uh make sure you guys leave leave that five-star review but you guys if you guys ever catch us live instead of catching us later on the go wherever you want to go um if you catch us live on on youtube on facebook on float um on d live wherever it is you can catch us live um, you will see that I have a chat box there and you get to be a, a co-star here, right? You get to be on the show, giving your good commentary, making making the rest of the people laugh. Um, and so I, I got to just say, I love you guys and I appreciate you guys so much. But as I said, this was not my whole entire topic here is not to just nitpick and talk about the history of of the um, of Afghanistan, but to touch on a very important topic for me. And that, of course, is mental health, um, because if I were to talk about the statistics, if I were to talk about the money, um, it was three hundred million dollars per day. That equates to about $2.26 trillion being spent in just Afghanistan, right? Um, this was $800 billion, right? We've seen this number toted around a little bit. I believe the number is $880 billion spent in direct warfighting costs. We've seen $85 billion to train the vanquished Afghanistan army, which stood absolutely no time at all, right? So basically, we pulled out and they went, we surrender. Um, it took less than two weeks um, for for significant um, portions of Afghanistan to fall to the Taliban. Um, we also had the U.S. taxpayers giving the Afghan soldiers $750 million in payroll each year. Um, so, I mean, this entire project, $2.26 trillion, is a significant amount of money, Right. There's not a single person out there that's made that much money. Um, you know, Jeff Bezos, arguably potentially the richest man in the world. I haven't I haven't looked that stat up. I know that he was it a short day a couple days ago, um, and I don't think anyone else has has really climbed to that ladder. Um, maybe, but. I mean, with him being a billionaire, <laughs> um, the idea that he made it to a trillion, it's just not there. So this is a significant amount of money just being spent in Afghanistan. How much was spent in Iraq? How much was spent in, in, in Yemen? How much was spent in all these countries there in the Middle East, Northern Africa, uh, Southwest uh, Asia um, that... We've been there for a, an egregious amount of time. We are doing more harm than good. We are creating dependency upon the American troops that are suffering, just suffering because of these 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 changes. Right? When you send a, a young um, a young soldier who enlists in the army because he's told that this is the patriotic thing to do, and I'm not not going to say that it's not patriotic in order to serve your country this isn't that conversation but a young guy who's not not aware of what happens in war who has not seen this has seen the hollywood versions where you know the good guy comes out on top and and you know minor casualties but 
they 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 go down and and there's a loving moment there's you know there's so much patriotism there's so much love there there's just good feelings overall and and you're such a badass because you get to wear tank tops and and you know muscle shirts and and the babes love you and you come back and you're a hero and so these guys sign up, these young kids sign up, and they have no idea what it is that they've signed up for. They have no idea what they've signed up for. So they go and they hit the sandbox, the sandbox being Afghanistan. And now they're patrolling around. They're worried about IEDs. And many times they're going to hear of other um, other squads that are driving around or driving around that are being mobile, searching for targets, searching for security, searching for different reasons, different missions, different tasks, and them running across an IED, blowing up, having people have legs severed, arms severed, killed upon impact, or laying there suffering, bleeding out as other people are incapable of helping them. And having to bear witness to that. You have people being put in situations where they're having to break down the doors of innocent civilians to go and search for, for people, for targets. And, and the, the mindset of somebody who is there for war. There are, it's difficult for them to have an innocent um, perspective towards civilians when there isn't a clear uniform, right? You're always suspect that people are just trying to hide something from you. And so you will see people act in a very barbaric manner. Um, what people bear witness to in these zones is so unfathomable from those of us who have never stepped foot off of American soil, who have never been in these areas, who've never had to worry about when when a loud noise is happening at night, is that a mortar blowing up inches away from my head? Is that my buddy, my rack mate over there? Is that him blowing up? You don't have to worry about snipers. You don't have to worry about, you know, just... A, an innocent looking child pulling out an uh, pulling an AK out from under the table and start lighting up people around you these there are such an aspect of people in the military that have been deployed to these different regions that we don't really put into perspective of what are we doing to those people that are there what kind of a mindset, how much does that fracture your mental psyche when you bear witness to that? And of course, we are looking at taking in kids from high school who just graduate high school, strap them up with their boots, give them their gun, send them off to this, where they're they're mentally, they have not matured, right? It takes until 25 years for your brain to fully develop. So these, these are young men and women who have not fully developed and we're sending them into to fight these wars where billions and billions of dollars are being spent each year, where you have different organizations advocating for a continued um, acts of violence in other nations, um, where 
you have some of the big missile techs and you have some of the big um, suppliers of the military that they're just raking in the profits off of this. And the people that are the pawns in this are the people that don't get a say in this. These are, of course, our men and women that are in the military. And so when we ignore what is happening, when we ignore what, when we don't put that into perspective and we say, you signed up for it, you knew what was on the line. These people don't know what was on the line. This is why what we're seeing right now is a massive move from, from active duty military to libertarian philosophical um, advocates for people who are saying, look, I went through the military and I saw what the government was doing. I saw how they treated people. I saw the, the plans. I saw their methods. I saw just of how egregious that they were to their own people, to the people that signed on a line. And from this, there have been light bulbs being lit across this great nation of ours, of people saying, this can't be it. This can't be right. And they're questioning it. And they're coming out and they're making an impact in our society. And I'm proud that, you know, I've got my father's dog tags right here. I'm grateful that he is still alive and he is still doing well, but I will always hang his dog tags behind me because he's always had my back. And he has helped me through so many things. My grandfather served in this nation. My, my uncles have served. I served in the United States Navy. I have my whole of my submarine, the United States uh, submarine USS North Dakota 784, the, the, the ship that I helped bring to life. We all served. And, and so many of us have a questioning attitude about the government as a result of our actions in the military. And when you, when you put this all together, when you have a complete disregard for your own troops, when you have to where you're sending troops and you're sending support, not for America's interest, but rather just because either A, you've got allies that are saying you've got to do this because of arms deals, such as why President Trump vetoed uh, pulling us from the vetoed our our pulling of support for the Yemeni genocide ongoing from Saudi Arabia um because of arms deals when you see it because of of domestic arms deals being happening here right there's this giant thing of the military complex existing and it's being destructive to everything that is touching and certainly when we look out over at Afghanistan what we have seen is 20 years, 20 years of American taxpayers' dollars being just thrown into a burning pit. We have seen uh, countless, well, I would say countless, but it's not actually countless. There have been 2,500 U.S. military deaths in Afghanistan, nearly 4,000 U.S. civilian contractors killed. That's 6,500. This pales beside the estimated 69,000 Afghani military police officers. 47,000 civilians killed, plus 51,000 dead opposition fighters. The cost so far to care for 20,000 U.S. casualties has been over $300 billion, with another half trillion or so expected to come. The, the, the numbers here. What we have accomplished in Afghanistan is shown that we are in 
effective at implementing long-term change in an area that we have to stay in an area indefinitely to get the things that we want and we will never actually achieve them it used to be an idea that when we went to war when we went to conflict that we had clear objectionable actions that we were going to meet and once we met those once we hit all of the checks boxes of why we went into an area we would then pull out and we would do this right when we have a a point when when the win of a situation is that we're going to beat terrorism and we utilize methods that are eerily similar to terrorism terrorism will continue to win that was a really long rant and that went all over the place i apologize i've i've warned some people my show notes didn't really exist tonight i took a couple facts and statistics but my point is my point is is through our experiences through the troops experiences through the military what we have seen is mental health rapidly on the decline right just speaking of ptsd post-traumatic stress disorder somebody who has undergone a traumatic event that has shifted that has changed that is just permanently reformed the way that they're going to handle similar situations right we see this every year of the fourth of july right when veterans are in their when when we hear the reports when we know of friends when we know of family members who are sitting in their room huddled up crying because there's explosions happening out their side outside and they see themselves in vietnam they see themselves in iraq they see themselves in afghanistan they see themselves in kuwait they see themselves in in all of these other nations and all of these other conflicts and that's where they're living it's no longer a patriotic thing to hear the fireworks for them it is now sending them back to war it is sending them into a, a situation that they have no control over that they are fearful of their lives and so when we look at the statistics around this right about 15 percent Roughly around 15% of deployed veterans are going to have PTSD, are going to be known for having PTSD. Now, there's an estimation that around two times that, so roughly around 30% of people will have PTSD. Many of them go undiagnosed. Many of them don't seek treatment. Many of them are denied treatment. And, And so... We've I've discussed in in previous episodes the uh, the epidemic created by the veteran uh, the VA healthcare system in in a lack of service being provided a refusal to serve a refusal to care a refusal to actually take care of our veterans and and so when we have these talking points from people of we need to support our troops I su- I absolutely support our troops bring them the fuck home bring them home where they can be with their families, where they can see their children grow up, where they can be a part of their communities, where they can do good. Stop sending them off to fight off for corporate needs, for corporate, for allies' interests. Stop sending them off when it's not in the nature of America's defense. 
you want to talk about america's interest and so we have to protect this we have to protect that we have to bully other nations in order to protect our interests that's not protecting our interests that is bullying that is the, that is dictatorship that is controlling through force and demanding compliance or you and your family and your family's family and in their extended family and and their mailman and their mailman's family and everyone else is going to be murdered everyone will be droned everyone will be killed we will continue to massacre until we get that absolute compliance because we have to fight until terror is over and what we've seen what we've seen is these practices do not actually live up to the intentions right we know that for the men on the ground right for the men in the army and even in the marines the the rules of of engagement are so limited that they can have somebody there with a firearm in front of them with threatening them and that they are incapable of defending themselves so we have on one front where so many people are limited as to how they can engage so their lives are at risk. So they're terrified standing there shoulder to shoulder with their brothers in a country that is halfway around the world, not knowing people, not knowing the area, not knowing the culture as well as they could. And as they are viewed as invaders by people in these areas, in these countries, as they're looked at as invaders People are interested in taking the invaders out. Yes, there are people who understand that the American troops are in their interest. And we've seen how dedicated to change that they are. When when planes that were leaving Afghanistan recently, people were hanging on to the outside of the jet and falling from 10 feet, from 30 feet, from 50 feet, from 100 feet, from 200 feet. They were falling off because they were dedicated to the idea that they want to change, that they wanted out, that they knew that if they were caught by the Taliban, that they would be killed. I understand. We have a problem. We have a problem there in Afghanistan. It is undeniable that the entire culture became dependent upon the American troops to provide a way, to provide these securities, to provide these protections. But at the cost of the mental health of the men and women who serve, at the cost of the American taxpayer with trillions of dollars being spent already with trillions of dollars expected on the interest that is bearing from those payments. We have so much cost that is associated that eventually we have to look at it as a sunk cost. And for those of you who've not been big into economic talking points and everything else look i don't blame you but a sunk cost is basically is the idea that if you've invested so much money into something that you believe that that makes it a better idea to continue and i believe spike cohen even had a tweet about this um explaining what a sunk cost is but but it's absolutely true that the idea that because you've Put so much value into something that you feel justified that you have to keep spending more right when you look at gamblers when you look at people at poker tables they feel like there's a sunk cost there right i bluffed into this and now i gotta see it through i i put this much money in now i gotta see it through and and so they justify losing more money as a result of this right 
same thing when we don't have a, a reason to be there a justifiable reason other than we can be there indefinitely if we don't have a plan there that is actionable that is actually living up to even a scintilla of the intentions eventually we're going to have to find a way to either meet those intentions and change up the game plan or get the hell out this is not this is of course not an easy situation to handle this is not a a a simple flip on a switch or flip off a switch right but we have to be able to work as a cognitive machine and and right now the let's just all right i'm gonna do it um we have the stupidity of the duopoly right so on one hand right they're absolutely the same thing right you have the republicans you have the democrats they are the same thing right um we've we've seen where it's this trust in the law enforcement right so the republicans have always been the back the blue and the the Democrats have always been the, oh, we're going to back the blue and uh, uh, as justified by their uh, last press secretary, right? Um, Biden was always back the blue, right? Which makes sense because he's the, the architect of the 1994 crime bill and also one of the worst um, state prosecutors. Kamala Harris is his VP pick. Um, so so we've got like that side of this. Um, we've got the idea that in, in, in health care, right, we just need more money, right? Affordable Care Act was started by the Republicans. Um, we've seen where in education, right, we just need to, to, to find ways of funding things better. Um, we see a lot of this. But the difference is, is that in the foreign policy, there are some stark differences, Right. There are some stark differences, right? What we saw from President Trump is unprecedented um, in the ways of of handling a lot of these conflicts. And and that, of course, created a lot of controversy. And we saw how that got publicized, right, with with the conversations around um, North Korea and Kim Jong-un, with the conversations around Iran, with the conversations around um, Afghanistan, with the conversations around Yemen, with the conversations around Syria. Um, We saw how it was different. Um, we saw how it was different with, with George Bush. We saw how it was different with Obama and we we're seeing now how it's different with Joe Biden. And, and clearly I think that if we were to be honest, Joe Biden is the biggest idiot of them all. Um, but I, I, I think it's because of his age. I think it's because of the, the, the potential dementia that's going on. I think, I think that there's a lot of things coming to this. Um, but I, I, I definitely think that the, the writer's off the horse at this point, but <clears throat> We do need to, we, this situation is getting bad. Um, but, but we have there, right? We did have some form of a pendulum swing between the two of them. And if we're going to be in a nation, if we're going to be invaders in a nation or occupying a nation with some form of plan, right? A four year or an eight year plan is not really long enough in order to change culture, to change and to adapt. And so as you have these, red hat blue hat red hat blue hat um pendulum shifts you're not going to be effective at being able to make this change right some people will see this as the argument jason you just want republicans to win or jason you only want democrats to win no no i want them both to lose because they both are are clearly bad at this um but making it worse is to switch between the two um and how they're handling this um but i 
I'm so mad at myself. I said I was going to do 30 minutes tonight. I was going to keep this short and sweet. You guys can see how well I am at being a libertarian still. I cannot keep it within that time constraint. But, so, a lot of issues going on, um, continuing to go on. As I said, about 15% to up to potentially even 30% rounding um, numbers of people have ptsd so going through a traumatic event and changing and sculpting the way that they're going to deal with different situations for the rest of their lives i have ptsd i have ptsd from from um from a personal experience this was not actually from the military i was in the in the military on base um but i had i i had an attempt on my life um by a spouse now ex-spouse but um going through that right going through that and understanding um i don't deal with a lot of circumstances the same way i i have a lot of struggles when when things um when things come up or or when situations arise that bring me back to that and and so i i these people who have gone through this, these people who are suffering to this day with PTSD, I have a very special place in my heart for them. I, I wish that the VA, as specialized as it is with, with PTSD, they still don't really know what the hell they're doing. Um, and so I wish them the best on that. Um, if, if you can imagine, right, Marines and Army are usually the higher end of the spectrum. Those are the guys that are actually going to be kicking down doors. Those are the guys that are going to be on the front lines. These are the guys that are in the face um, there on the ground and, and putting them in these circumstances, right? It doesn't have to be something that maybe that they did, but maybe somebody around them did. Um, breaking that mental state of them. It, it breaks my heart to even talk about this because we're, we're literally shattering people's lives for the rest of their lives, right? When fireworks may have been a joyous thing for them in the past and now they can't enjoy that. When, when the smell of gunfire, right? Going out and shooting with your buddies and having a good time with that um, just to bring, it, it brings you joy and, and now you get the smell, and it takes you back, right? Hitting a, a pothole. I, I've got one buddy that, you know, he hit an IED, his truck. It hit an IED in Iraq. And he hit a pothole one day and freaked out and crashed his car. Because he was suddenly worried about the ambush that was likely to ensue. I, we are continuing to put people into bad situations and, and I want us to humanize and I want us to try to, as many of us will never know what it's like to be in a conflict zone, to actually set foot in sands halfway around the world, apart from your family, not knowing if you'll ever see them again. Missing your child's birthdays, missing Christmas, missing Thanksgiving, missing New Year's, missing Valentine's Day, missing your wife or your husband's special day, missing an anniversary, missing weddings or childbirths. You're missing all of that while every day you're just hoping to make it to the next. And going through these circumstances... 
I think that we need to start looking at actually justifying staying in an area. And sadly, the ownership, whether it's because of the corporate press, whether it's because of politicians, or if it's just the 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 the, the war oh, warmongers, the war hawks, is is that we're justified being there and you have to justify us leaving and we have to leave on the best terms possible and anything less is unacceptable but i think not supporting our troops and by supporting our troops means that we should be doing what's best for them and advocating for what's best for them and advocating for what's best in america's interest and as a nation that is now 245 years old with only a mere 244 years no sorry 224 years of of war so that means 21 years of peace 21 calendar years of peace maybe it's time that we give peace a shot maybe it's a time that we justify with serious goals with actual obtainable goals to where we're in get it done and move out if it's absolutely 100% necessary in America's interest instead of tangling ourselves in these foreign entanglements being there indefinitely and then people go but when we left it caused problems but we're ignoring the problems that we've created, the dependency upon the American troops in that area, the destruction that's happening to the American troops, the destruction of the cultures that have been happening, because now there is a uh, just the, the, the extent of people becoming more docile because they know that they've got a big bad protector behind them, that they now become docile and refuse to stand up and fight for themselves they become weak and they become docile just as what we have seen the moment that the american helicopter started leaving the american helicopters and planes started leaving the taliban was already at work and people were ready to surrender we continue to create problems wherever we go and without addressing this we're missing out on a big conversation around the importance of mental health for our troops and for the sanity and the sanctity of cultures and societies as a whole. And I hope that we will one day get out of this. I, I, I've been ignoring you, chat. I'm sorry. No plan game. No plan, game plan, get the hell out of there. I agree. Thank you, Jason, for sharing your personal experience. Of course. I, I definitely I think I mentioned this in the in the beginning and I'll I'll mention it again. I my best friend committed suicide. Um had I've lost a lot of friends. And mental health is one thing that is is a big aspect for me. Um I don't I don't like losing people. I love people. I love all of you. Um I just, we have to find a way. We have to find a way to fix people. We have to find a way to help people. And, and certainly the way that we've been doing it 
isn't working. We're hurting more people than we're helping. Stop making vets is the only pro-vet stance. I love it. Instead of getting involved with foreign situations, we need to take care of problems here at home. I'm, I'm, and sadly, I don't trust the government to fix our problems at home either. We, as we continue to have more episodes of the Mr. America, the Bearded Truth show, um, we will continue to uncover more problems that the government um, has inherently tied to um, as those problems continue to grow and develop. What we won't be finding is where government solves problems. Back up and butt. <laughs> but I I love you guys. I appreciate you guys. I wanted to try to keep this down to 30 minutes, and we are now at 40 minutes. And so um, I'm actually keeping it short tonight. Love you guys. Love you guys. But I've got to, I've got to get off of here. I appreciate each and every one of you guys coming in here, stopping by. Um, as you guys are looking to get more information about Afghanistan, make sure you guys do – Follow up tomorrow night, 8 p.m. ish Eastern Freedom Time, where you'll be uh, seeing Matt and Spike, of course, continue to traverse the muddied waters of freedom, and they will be hitting Afghanistan from a major, major way. And uh, if you've been missing out on Spike's tweets, go check those out, and um, you're 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 not going to want to miss those. And tune in tomorrow night. And then on Wednesday, we are going to continue. Um, we're going to be continuing on with my fellow American, Spike Cohen himself. Beautiful, amazing man that he is. And he's going to have a fantastic guest as always. And then Thursday night, Matt Wright is going to continue on with the epic legacy of that is Muddy Waters um, with his writer's block on Thursday night where he's going to also have an amazing guest. And then Friday night, we'll have Cajun and Eskimo running through from bayous to igloos. And it will be absolutely amazing. So I want to thank you guys all again for coming through. Thank you all for the likes, for the shares, for the comments, for the, the support. Um, if you guys haven't already and you guys want to send this to send this to two friends, help us get build up the Muddy Waters um, algorithm. Um, we are struggling against the censorship from Facebook, which is natural because we have disagreements with Facebook. And so Facebook has the upper hand in this. So you guys can do your part to help out Muddy Waters of Freedom. Not just with my show, but do it on Tuesdays, do it on Wednesdays, do it on Thursdays, do it on Fridays. Make Muddy Waters of Freedom a household name as we continue, as we continue to make this nation better by getting you guys educated right along with us as I continue to learn more and more each week from from the wonderful guys and gal on the Muddy Waters team as we continue to uh oh geez i just i just completely blank there as we continue to educate as we continue to invigorate as we continue to encourage and implore you all to make our society a better place i love you all i appreciate you all this is of course mr murica the bearded truth i hope you guys have a great night i'll see you guys next monday night 8 p.m where i have a fantastic guest lined up for that and uh, I'm so excited to, to have him on. And he's been in the comment section, so get ready for it. But without further ado, love you all. Catch you guys soon. Thank you for the support and all the love.